good people. What up, what up? Pull up a chair. Join us at the Hip Hop Roundtable. Yeah. We are back again with another one. This is Landon Hill on the mic, and uh, we're doing things a little bit different. I think this is the yeah. first time, yeah, well, in a, in a long time, this has happened yeah. in, a, in a minute. We, we uh, this is how it used to be. Y'all didn't forget. I mean, y'all, yeah, y'all brother, this is, the, this is how it originally went yeah, down, yeah, brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In a different location, but right. still same, same feel, same vibe. Right. You know About what I'm five saying? blocks away. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, we setting up shop here. This is Landon Hill on the mic, and uh, right next to me, is not who y'all might know as M-O-M. It's not who y'all might know as Mind Mylan or Mylan Drake. It is actually that boy, Young Ghost, a.k.a. YG, a.k.a. Young Dev. What's going what's on up, with you, what's sir? What's up, man? Got this man back in L.A. where he started man. the podcast, man. Just for a little bit. Just so for, we know. can give him some background for any new listeners <laughs> when we first started. Um, the Hills is this man, uh, Hill Russell, a.k.a. You know the rest. <laughs> Used to live down in LA, uh, not too far from where we are now, where we stay, and that's where the idea came to just pull out. We even got the original mic. Yeah, we hear everything, brother. We taking it back with this one. A vintage episode, brother. It is, brother. This is is definitely a vintage episode as we started the podcast in LA um, from Landon's apartment. Living with his not wife yet. No, but, but yeah, what was it? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, we had just got married. Trying, that's, we that's, that's, just that's got married, brother. They lived. They didn't live together, brother. Get on me putting this. They didn't. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying. But yeah. definitely um, in LA this time on the mic, young devs uh, doing good, man. They was trying to clown earlier. Saying I'm in the streets, but I'm still in the building. People, people. I'm still people. in the building, but I got a page. got a page. <laughs> Look, we were setting up. We were setting up. I was getting ready. We ain't got much time, but I got to explain this to the people. <laughs> you know, Dev always talking about he don't know if he in the streets or in the building. We, you know, he always one foot in, one foot out. But I'm in here getting set up for the podcast. And I hear this little chirping going on. I'm like, yo, Dev, um, okay. what's going on in here? And he's like, like, oh, this is my, this my page. I said, it's the carbon monoxide. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, nah, nah, I, nah, know, that. I a, know that beat, but I heard another it's beat. another one. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's just my page. It's just kind of, you know, <laughs> nonchalantly. I'm like, whoa, brother. Don't worry about that. Don't worry you about still that. got a pager? Like, he went back. He's trying to stay off the radar. We, we know what that means. We know when young ghosts get a page that's something a whole this is it's totally that's different you know? different animal totally different people man i'll tell you this brother is really no, places with no reception hey if the feds is watching i ain't touching nothing and you won't find no fingerprints <laughs> here you know what i'm saying i'm not involved you know what i mean i just you're i came to see you're on, on tape you're on, out. you're on camera so yeah i'm not in these streets people i'm still in the building trying to get the trying to get the jewels to save these kids <laughs> Now you're robbing people for jewels. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> jewels. It's like a Robin Hood type of thing. Robin jewels. Then I go save the kids. Yeah, it's like wow. The movies, all the work, wisdom. Come on now, <laughs> man. Well, while he's up here getting jewels and taking them into the street, and getting pages to run the jewels for them across here. the border or whatever you know, whatever drug dealers do nowadays. Um, you know, we got. Uh, <laughs> up there in the bay where uh where we usually are are doing the tag team but he's up there solo for this for this one I didn't get invited uh, to this whatever's happening i didn't get invited but yeah man brother, uh, listen yeah. listen this is m-o-m aka mind of mylan aka mylan drake brother what's what's going on with you up there on the solo on the solo tip 
solo, dolo in the building and in the streets trying to say these kids, man. Uh, brother, you can't. I told you, brother, offline, you can't use that no more, brother. You're not for you're you're not pro kids, brother. I'm trying to save them, brother. No, you're not, brother. You're trying to leave them to ways, bro. We're not even gonna go into it, brother. But just Bible of the fittest, brother. This is how. You. What kind of brother? I mean, you got an A when you lost, got thrown over the waterfall. I mean, what do you want me to do? <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it's rough you. out here, brother. Y'all look exactly like exactly what exactly <laughs> what. Hey man, are you, you, you walking around? You know, that <laughs> you was the king and you got thrown off the waterfall. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, hey man, somebody go get him, man. Like, go get him. He he got thrown off. He lost. No, Killmonger, man, Killmonger style out here, man. It's just it's just how it is. Man, this cat. Oh, man. Well, listen, if y'all even want to dare listen to anything that either of these, I don't know, they they all suspect right now. You know what, what about I'm saying? You, I'm, I'm trying to keep my, my, my hands and my thoughts clean and, you know, all that don't up let here. The degrees on the um, wall <laughs> Listen, if you want to still hear any of their thoughts on past episodes, you can go to hiphoproundtable.podbean.com. In order to get those, you can uh, find us on iTunes as well. Just search Hip Hop Roundtable. You can get us on Facebook, um, all types of different uh, stuff that's been posted. And we want to get y'all thoughts on. You can search Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast on Facebook. Or you can go to uh, Instagram at Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast to follow us there. Um, and then you can also send any emails about anything you want to to hhrtpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you keep forgetting, brother. How are you? Brother, yeah, brother. I'm good, bro. I'm in LA. Listen, bro. I'm I'm good, bro. I'm in LA. You know, I get to see family. You know, that's where that's where you that's where that's where you did most of your work. I mean, Bill Russell, Hill Russell. That like he went to brother. No, it's not. No, Austin, LA. I get it, brother. We gonna do a podcast in Boston just for you, brother. But stop, stop. One as a as a as a LA Lakers supporter, brother. No, at no Can't point should anything be done with Boston or in Boston as a form of celebratory anything. He's from out here. He's from the Bay, brother. And brother, it doesn't matter, brother. He went to school We're in Boston. What do you want from him, brother? Boston, brother? It's not happening. Number two, you're being dramatic. Is number two and number three, brother. Just LA does have a lot of history, school, and whatever else aside, brother. This is you know got to get to kick it with my niece down here. You know what I mean? As soon as she was, she was turning up a little bit. As soon as I got her in my arms, brother, she was That's nice. Called, she, wanted, she wanted to get down, brother. Went she to was sleep, like, you know what I'm saying? The niece was You know what I mean? Got to see our goddaughter hang out with her yesterday, um, which was lovely. About to go see some more family today, right after this podcast. So we, we making moves. We on the, uh, the, the, the Southern California Layla tour right now. She's meeting everybody, but uh, she was on the plane. She was chilling, like, Everything's been been lovely, so I'm good. I ain't got no no complaints. Um, Thank you. you know. So uh, that being said, we're gonna jump into this into this topic so we could uh, not take up too much of y'all time or or our time because um, we got moves to make too. But we wanted to make sure we got this uh, got this recorded on this Easter Sunday, I might add. Um, and so, you know, if y'all have not seen the news lately, um, Killer Mike got into some got into some hot water. Uh, usually somebody that is uh, highly revered and and somebody that people uh, tend to respect, but um, folks were, were were a little bit upset with him because he went in and uh, huh They're a little perturbed. Yeah, they, they was a little you know they they had they the people was kind of in their feelings a little bit or whatever uh, about some comments that he made. He did a um, an interview 
um, with NRA. So as you all know, there's been a whole discussion around gun control. Um, there was the uh, the um, march that took place, I believe just last week, it was last week for sure, um, the March for Our Lives, young people um, were, were in the nation's capital um, and, uh, and really were trying to make sure that uh, lawmakers and, and everything heard their concerns around gun control, um, especially with regards to a lot of the mass shootings that were happening um, on school sites and things of that nature. Um, but Killer Mike went on and did an interview uh, with um, NRA um, speaking about uh, gun control and how he was actually pro uh, arm, essentially pro arms. Uh, it's, that's a very general statement, but um, that's how it came across um, to a lot of folks. And so when people saw that, they were very upset. It was, uh, I want to say that it was posted like literally within a few days of the march actually happening. Yep. Um, and so once that happened, people were, were really upset. Um, he later apologized. The interview was done weeks before. Yeah. Right? So he, so he later, so he later apologized. He, he took to, to Instagram to apologize. Um, it had several short, short videos kind of furthering, further, uh, explaining, um, exactly what his sentiments were supposed to mean. He did state that, um, you know, his comments were not at all, um, with regards to, um, uh, or, or against the, the March for Our Lives campaign at all. It had nothing to do with the young people who were organizing, but it had everything to do with, uh, and specifically to do with Black and or, and or African-American gun ownership, um, that the interview was actually, uh, had actually been done at least a week or more prior to when it was shown. Um, and so he felt like uh, his comments were used um, in a way that he did not approve of nor authorize. Um, and so it was basically he would, he was used. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so that was, that was kind of the controversy. Um, I think even with the apology, some people are still not really buying it. Um, the full interview has since been, um, posted, um, as opposed to the snippets that were shown. Um, and so I think he also made some comments that people were upset about, about how, you know, he basically told his kids, like, if, uh, He's like, you know, if you plan on walking out of school to march, like you better walk out my house, basically. Um, he went on to say that that, of course, was a joke, um, but that, uh, you know, he does still stand by his comments as somebody who was a gun owner and believes in gun ownership and has even taken his daughter to, uh, you know, to get um, weapons training and all of that type of stuff because she's been involved or near uh, some school shootings um, at like one of the college campuses she goes to. So it's very, there was a lot to that, um, but we wanted to discuss, you know, first off, and I'll start uh, with you, young Deb, even though we, even though we switched it up, you're not right, solo right, no right. more, we're going to still start with you and get your thoughts on the interview itself and Kill Mike's comments and people's response to that. Now, with Killer Mike himself, a lot of people probably haven't gotten any any uh, getting to know him or know him as a person and his views or just how he looks at the world before this interview. So you take it for somebody um, in the event of all the school shootings happening and talking about gun laws and stuff like that them to organize a march and then this man just comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. you know it could really it could really be a different perspective as said you know hip-hop fans or hip-hop heads that know killer mike for years 
and seen other interviews and know what he's already been talking about to see where the mix up in views can happen. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of other psychologies involved when he's talking the talk as far as gun owning. And uh, as mentioned by Mylon and Landon a few times, that Killer Mike is pro-African-American gun ownership. So um, where I'm headed with this is Killer Mike is definitely a pro-black advocate. And for how, I'll just say for the history of African-Americans in this country, he wants to he wants to have his own way of governing ourselves as African-Americans. So with that already in his mind, preset already, you can see how pro gun ownership can can play in this part as far as the the history of African-Americans in this situation. So I think it was a big mix up. Um, I kind of I mean, the NRA TV folks and the production team probably didn't know previous history of Killer Mike as well, but the way that they packaged that interview, yeah, probably wasn't the best for Killer Mike as far as uh, quote-unquote being used as a weapon against the march, um, especially in light of all what's going on. Killer Mike, um, for the interview, was speaking, I'm sure as many times as he had before on different interviews, trying to speak for his pro-black governing themselves way, so gun ownership was one of those ways and and he has non-violent ways not like initiating with guns but he was saying in case anything happens then yeah black people need to own guns so the interview itself i took it you know as oh yeah killer mike going in again i understand where he's coming from and with the struggle that's been going on it makes sense you know uh malcolm x uh well, we always go between Malcolm and uh, uh, Martin theory, and he's definitely uh, shining light on the Malcolm theory. So that's what I was getting from the interview. Now, um, you know, basically as far as taking it on this situation against the kids, then that's where it's like, man, if y'all really just need to know his history of beforehand to see what he's talking about. But it, it's definitely a mix up. We'll get more into like what, what that looks like why it was so mixed up uh, later. But as far as the interview, I thought it was just Killer Mike being himself yet again and trying to explain people looking deeply into it. Like I said, the psychology of in the history of African-Americans in this country, you'll understand why he he, uh, speaks in in these ways, just throwing the Malcolm theory out there. M-O-M. Yeah, some of the same thoughts that uh, Deb shared. Just briefly, um, I think Dev really covered a lot of the same theories that I that I was that I share. Bad timing, being having his interview used as a as a weapon of mass destruction, if you will. <laughs> um, but I also now with not but but with that being said, I think his views as Malcolm as. As I was also saying off the air, I mean, you can look at a lot of views and points of view uh, that have been shared by men and women as radical when taking in the taking in the context of, well, that's not what I've normally been taught. That's not what I've been told. That's not what I learned in school. That's well, how would that work? You know, it's like, but then on the flip side, this is the same country who gave the nod to sell humans as property and make them, you know rape and pillage them. It was like, hmm, seems cool with me. And though even those who might say, no, everyone didn't agree. 
Uh, yeah, you kind of did because it was kind of going on for it wasn't like it happened for a week and a half, and people was like, "Man, come on, y'all, we can't do this." It was, it was going on for a long time because people was making money, and so it's. And then what happens when you come? The crazy radical mind thought or, or, or theories of thought of those who were saying like things like slavery were wrong. That was they were considered and frowned upon as like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, get get him up out of here. Be like, dude is crazy with this crazy talk and talking about this thing is wrong. Same thing here is so black folks can't own guns. That's crazy talk. Well, the NRA, when they speak of guns, it's all good. But when black folks speak of it, it gets thrown into this light of you know, I, I don't want to just use the word crazy talk, but just the the wrong side of the tracks. It is it is it is the anti system, anti American. I e kneeling in a football game. If I have a, if I kneel, then I'm I'm the kneeler is the bad guy, not the not the thing he's kneeling for. That's just like how dare you kneel? Like these are things that we've been taught, um, and folks don't necessarily take a deep dive into critically thinking or examining those theories of thought. And it was kind of like, hey, man, it is what it is. This is what this is. This is America. Get used to it or, you know, get on board or, or get lost. And Killer Mike is not that dude, as Dev said. If you know anything about Killer Mike as a as a as a as a man, as a hip hop artist, he's not just, oh, is this what everybody else is doing? OK, I'll I'll join along. That's not how it gets down. So I think it was a bad representation or poor representation of him as a black man, his character, artist, activist. And um, all around intelligent brother from 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 what I've seen, um, just got he just kind of got played, you know, kind of like like the interview. I think he was trying to make honestly a, a position or move to advocate for African American gun ownership, and they 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 figured, hmm, we could use this to help our cause, the the, the us being the NRA. So um, yeah. Um, those are my thoughts. We can dive in a little deeper after we hear from the, the one that only healed Russell. Hey, hashtag 11 and counting. Stop. That's literally not possible. Anyway. We didn't think so. You're right. We didn't anyway. You got to change your uh, podcast name. I mean, your Instagram name, 11. No, I don't. He <laughs> <laughs> said 11. No more podcast. Uh, dot, 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 brother. Yeah. This is what the people want, brother. No, brother. I, I, I shall not, brother. I will not. Uh, but I, so I, I agree with both of you. Um, I think I think what originally got him I'm 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 surprised that Killer Mike ended up in this situation given how just intelligent I know he is and and I know that he knows how this how these things work. I'm sure he knows how these things work. Um and so the reason I say that I'm surprised by that is because I think just off rip you say nothing else, you hear Killer Mike and NRA together in general, but then especially when there has now been this national conversation around gun control, Killer Mike is typically known as like a, uh, well, I don't know what his, I, I don't know exactly what his, how he identifies politically, but like, he's kind of known as like, almost like a radical, um, you know, leftist type of, of person, right. Um, revolutionary, whatever you want to call it. 
And then kind of on the polar opposite, I think we tend to think about NRA who's like, you know, gun toting white dudes who just love their firearms. Like they love their kids. Right. Like that's a lot of times in, in terms of like polar extremes, that's kind of how we tend to think of folk or, or talk about, you know, killer market NRA. Um, and so I think when you, now see these two you like what like how is he like he on their team <laughs> like right. and to think of nra as same as trump as same as like you know like it's all these you know folks on the right like extreme right that's i think who we tend to we tend to lump them all together and so when you see the two come together you're like yo like not killer like not him you know what i mean like i think that's the yeah and i think that that was kind of the original sentiment right so i think even before you listen to the interview i think that alone makes it bad and then when you put like on top of that like there's mass shootings there's young people that are organizing there's about to be a march and then this this marriage so to speak like comes together and an interview is produced like yup like what (laughs) like so and i think even that alone doesn't really allow for people to listen to um to what he had to say so and again i'm not blaming killer mike because i think killer mike is i'm I would venture to guess. I don't want to speak for him because he's he's intelligent enough to do that for himself, and he has done that for himself. But I would venture to guess that he felt like this is a way for me to talk specifically about a topic that has not been addressed within this whole context, which is specifically African American gun ownership, and use the NRA's platform to bring light to this particular problem, which he has done so across all facets of of like whenever he gets a chance to speak right um and and across many different platforms so i would visually guess that was what he was doing but as you mentioned uh mylon and dev uh and or in depth to your point because he has done that so many times and if you follow him i mean there's videos of him talking about like yo do you know how to fish do you know how to hunt do you know how to grow your own food like he's so that is part of where this is coming from is like as a gun owner, not only does it allow for me to hunt, but it allows for me to, for me to protect myself. Like if the system literally comes for me, like, or if there is a, like, if there is a, um, another like civil war that is to happen, can you actually fend for yourself? Like, do you have the means, if you talk about like, you really want liberation, do you have the, the know-how, the training, the structure in your own home to really fend for yourself. And that's part of what this is, right? And this is not anything that he, this is not anything new. Like, he's been, he been saying talking this. Wakanda pre-2000. Yes, like four <laughs> years, four, four years, right? So with that context, seeing the interview, I was like, oh, this is no different than before. But if you like NRA on top of that and you like gun control and young people organize on top of that, then it's like, uh, like, that's not a good look. Like, why would you, you know? And so- I think unfortunately he got played. Um, like he mentioned, it, it happened. The, the interview had happened previously, although those conversations were already happening. Um, and but then you, yeah. yep, you but you chop stuff up, you put it out there, and I think even in the snippets, again, if you know Killer Mike's history, when I saw it, it wasn't anything like very shocking. Um, but I could see how a lot of people were then taken aback, right, and like, oh, like what? No, like no, how could? And so then that's when all the think pieces come out. That's when people start. Um, you know, mm-hmm. saying whatever they say. Um, and so I thought it was unfortunate, but I, I, I think that also what, I also think that um, people are, this is an issue that I had 
with the march, or a concern, I had not, not an issue I had with the march. This is a concern that I had with the national conversation that was going on. And I mean, this is full transparency. Like my job, like we took young people to the march, like, and they were doing stuff there. They were having conversations, like the experience for them, what they were doing. I a hundred percent support. I'm super proud of them. Like that was actually probably gonna be my shout out at the end, but I think it's important to like mention it now. So the march itself, I have absolutely nothing against and I don't have any concerns about what the young people are doing. What I am concerned about though, is that the conversation about gun control has been limited only to, or primarily about mass school shootings and has very little to do with community shootings, which is where the issue primarily resides for black and brown folks, right? So when we, if we turn that and then we say, all right, well, Killer Mike, what are your thoughts on that? Like, if he's thinking about it, he's like, yo, people coming for me, like I need to protect myself, which right. makes sense to me. Again, like whether, whether or not I agree is one thing or like whether or not I agree, like people should still own guns in their homes or like what the gun control law or policy should be or whatever is not, that's not the debate. It's whether or not I can sit here and I think like, yo, Killer Mike is opposed to kids <laughs> or opposed to them uh, organizing or is opposed to, you know, he wants people to be killed or whatever versus no, as somebody that belongs to a group that has been oppressed in this country for so long, I need to be able to protect myself. Like I get it. Right. Um, and like a lot of the, the, like our young people were interviewed, you know, it was like national news and a lot of what they were talking about, no, actually none of them, mentioned oh yeah like when my school when there was a school shooting like it's like no when i was on my balcony i saw somebody get shot right but that's not the national coverage national coverage is how do we make it so that there's no more mass shootings yeah and like and that's super important like i'm not saying that that's not important but that is primarily the issue of white students right like to keep it real primarily the primary issue for black students is like I hear gunshots when I go to sleep at night. Like those are two different conversations. And so if we're being nuanced about those conversations, I think what Killer Mike is saying is relevant, it's important, and it's a conversation that needs to be had. And again, whether or not you agree or not with everything he's saying, I dislike that folks took that to then flip it on his head and be and and try to use it or spin it like he was not, um, like he was anti- you, the youth movement to um, to have more gun control laws or policies. Um, so that was what was kind of disturbing for me. Um, again, not to say that it was 100% perfect. I was kind of, like I said, I was kind of surprised that like Killer Mike was even in that situation. Um, you know, and I, I still know that I'm, I don't, I don't know where I necessarily fall with regards to his comments. I'm probably not 100% with him, but I'm definitely not 100% against him. Um, and so, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's an interesting uh, conversation, but it was also, I think, kind of sad how the whole thing was rolled out. But to your point, Mylon, when black folks are talking about like, no, nah, we're going to protect ourselves. Like this is, this is the stuff that happens, right? It, it's completely taken out of context. And it's like, oh no, nah, like if you're trying to empower yourself, let's use this to make it about something else that it was not at all. Um, and so I think this is just another example of how that, how that stuff works. Um, with that though, I mean, if, if, if y'all have other comments on Killer Mike, we can we can do that, or we can kind of spread it out to hip hop in general. He might I don't come wanna, back in, so we'll, we'll see. you wanna well, so so you know, we can keep going keep going around the round table as we are right now, and Dev, with with this in mind, with kind of the national conversation 
in mind. What do you think, or where do you think hip hop in general? So we heard Killer Mike's thoughts, but where do you think hip hop in general stands on this issue, or do you think they stand anywhere at all? Like, or is it kind of a non-issue? Like, what are your thoughts about hip hop and this, death control? I'm, I'm gonna just explain what hip hop, as far as the platform is concerned, <laughs> what it is to me, or for at least from what I've observed through the history um, and growing up with it, is that they kind of go with. They go with the tide of what the conversation is, and it's always usually gonna be about it's usually always gonna be about narrating the black and brown experience or just the experience of not even so much struggle, but just living life. You know, hip hop was so that the voiceless can be heard, and so hip hop is gonna continue to be that even when it comes to this. Now if there's the if there's anything that affects most of the artists that are rapping and talking about gun laws, then I feel like they will lean more towards where Killer Mike is headed as far as yeah, gun ownership um, should happen. Not that it's necessary, but it should happen just because of a position we we'll, we may or can possibly or may yeah could possibly be in if there were gun control. Um, laws and you know weren't we weren't able to have guns out in the streets what what does that present ourselves what what issues will that come about now and i think hip-hop will then talk about that if that were to happen so i think they're kind of just waiting hip-hop doesn't necessarily will have a voice that will say you know this should happen but they always in all artistry will kind of play on both sides well if this happens this may happen or if this happens then this can happen as far as if you keep guns, we can always protect ourselves, but yet, yeah, we still have the issue of killing ourselves. But then if we don't have guns now, then if something were to happen, if something were to go down, like Landon said, in some kind of civil war or just somebody goes on a power trip, you know, what are we looking at? <laughs> and so a lot of people will just voice their sentiments throughout hip hop, hip hop in that regards to me. Mr. Drake. I a little bit partial disagree uh, stance, disagreeing stance. I, I I feel like hip hop at one point was the catalyst for the voice of not just what was happening, but what needed to happen. So what what Killer Mike just did is like, yo, man, it, it's very it, he's taking a dead press approach. Like a lot of people relate dead prez the rap group to is bigger than hip-hop but if you listen to every album that's ever come out by dead prez they're really talking revolutionary mm-hmm. concepts f school um knowledge you know some in some instances you know f religion like like they're like not just sitting around talking about rapping as it is they're talking or hip-hop as it is they're talking about they're rapping messages of hip-hop as it could be or culture as it could or in their opinions should be as is killer mike he's like yo (laughs) real talk we should be like like you've already pointed to we should be able to take care of ourselves farming we shouldn't be going to grocery stores we shouldn't have we should have guns we not not necessarily just to walk around killing people but to protect ourselves one and just like white folks feel like they should with the nra they have the ability to protect themselves and then two also to be able to hunt and regular life, like just like you do, we should be able to do. 
And that's not about, well, that's not what's happening now. That is what Killer Mike is saying. That's what should be happening now. So as it pertains to this violence of gun violence, black or African-American gun ownership and the differences between the two, I don't think hip hop is prepared to have that conversation um, because as we've all said, Dev has pointed it out, you know, you know, hip hop is, you know, there's a large portion of it that's about vibing, about hanging, about enjoying music as it is right now, or just kind of cool, relaxed party vibe. Like that's not, where does that fit in? Where does the conversation around mm-hmm. hunt, fish, kill, protect your family, teach your children how to hold good, like where does that fit in with, uh, Molly Percocet, like it just doesn't fit, you know, it, it, it doesn't fit into the culture right now. And so Killer Mike, Run the Jewels is, is an anomaly group. Like they're like, yo, folks really rock with Run the Jewels, but it's not the whole hip hop world. It's a very, I don't want to say exclusive, like you can't be included, but it's a, a certain group of individuals that like, yo, I fool with Run the Jewels. Everybody's, that's not the case with Drake. Like everybody, Fools like well, for the most part, it's he's more popular in that <laughs> sense. He's more popular in that sense. Migos is more popular. Like no, Run the Jewels just dropped a video. Migos just dropped a video, which is slightly humorous with the whole Soul Train. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. More people have watched that than they have watched. You know, that's just it's going to get more views because it's Migos and it's Drake. It's just it just is. So my my short answer is I, I just don't think I just don't believe that hip hop is ready for that conversation. Um, and I would say that because the people at the table aren't ready for that conversation. The current hip hop artists, they just, they're, they're, there's not enough KRSs and Nas's. Now, J. Cole, Kendrick, Run the Jewels, uh, Logic, yeah, sure. But is Migos gonna have that conversation? No. Is homie, the homie Quan? Like, no. Like, it's not, they're just not gonna have it. Is Chief Keith gonna have it? No. Chief Keith is from Chicago where gun violence, where I refer to the city of Chicago when people want to start talking about you marching for save our lives. I didn't see no marches when there were a hundred plus people being killed in Chicago in three months, mm-hmm. three months. I'm not talking about a, a year or two years. I just, I just pulled up a report over the last, I think it said 30 years. It's been like 60,000 deaths or something. Murders. Where the marches for this? And that is a different, that's the conversation I would respect hip hop to have. Maybe you're not as intellectually savvy as Killer Mike, but you should be able to say, yo, I'm from Chicago and I've seen what y'all talking about with four or five people getting shot in the school. I've seen that happen one day after school. So where are marches? Where's our marches for violence and changes in Congress? So uh, could it be happening? Absolutely. Do I believe it to be happening? Absolutely not. Um, yeah, so I agree. Um, I, I, I think I agree. I, I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, I, I agree. And I, with the, this, we, I don't think that hip hop is super interested or invested in the conversation. And I don't mean that from like, I don't mean that from like an intellectual standpoint at all. Um, what I, but what I do mean by that is that when Killer Mike is talking about this, 
I think it's coming from a very, again, kind of more specific and like uh, radical may not be the right word. I don't know if it is or not, but cause again, I don't want to speak for him, but like he's coming from a position that I, I don't think most people are. I think most folks within hip hop, um, I think especially when you talk about, you know, eighties, nineties, maybe early two thousands artists, they're talking about protection in terms of like the environment I came from. Like you mentioned, I think Chicago and like chief Keith is a perfect example. Like those are folks who are like, yo, I could have been shot at any given moment. So I need to keep something on me to make sure like if I'm getting shot at, I'm shooting back. Like that's the, and so that's not so much a stance against the establishment, right? That's not so much a stance against systematic oppression, whatever you want to call it. Like that's a stance against, I need to survive. Like that's a survival stance. Right. Um, and so, and because that is still so prevalent for so many people, I think that's where the conversation kind of stops. And I don't even think the conversation is happening because in general, and again, I'm not speaking for specific people. I think there are plenty of people within hip hop who are having this conversation, but in general, I think, there's not necessarily a heavy conversation because that is where most people still are at, right? And still believe. Um, and so there's not, and then when we, when we look at the newer generation, right? And to your point, Mylon, who the, there's more what I believe to be like this kind of like escapism type uh, trend going on where that's where the drugs and the, you know, all that stuff, the link, all that stuff is coming from because it's like, it may be trying to escape certain things that they not really, that are not good or that have been harmful or whatever, but there's not so much, I think as much an emphasis on like personal or physical, like attacks to them, like in terms of violence. Right. Right. Which is, I mean, which, that's a good thing like i'm not mad at that you're about to take it to a, a deeper topic but go ahead well i mean i'm saying i'm not mad at that like I'm, I'm not at all mad that like you don't like i think at least to some degree there's probably been a less emphasis on like violence than there has been than there ever has been before in hip-hop right like that was always kind of the main thing the main issue that folks had with hip-hop was like it's misogynistic and it's violence all they talk about is killing people and shooting people whatever i think it's a lot more difficult for people to point at that but you know because this is a new there's a new age there's a new wave i think if anything they may be they, they may have more empathy or sympathy for those who are talking about school shootings than they do the personal like the personal attacks based upon like that is that you know, you know what I'm saying lies the problem yeah well it, I mean and again like <laughs> I, I think the only reason I'm hesitant to say problem is like well I'm I'm glad you're not in a you're not in a position where you feel like you gotta like you're not feeling like kill or be killed like I'm glad you don't feel that but I but or yet and still I do wish that there was the more nuanced conversation around as you mentioned like yo, our people have been getting killed for hundreds of years. There are reasons for these things. Nobody has ever come to our aid or defense. Yet, when there is a the same situations that are happening for white folks, it's just in a different, it just looks different, right? Again, for black folks in the community, for white folks in schools, very general comments again, I know, but just rock with me for this moment when it's the same issue, but it just looks different. 
white folks, we ready to march. People want to listen. We talk about policy change, all of that. We're ready to shut down the NRA. We're ready to shut down. everything down. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, black I mean, folks. But you have a valid, you have a valid, you have a, there's validity in your stance because you're not just saying, see me, help me. You went to Congress. You are asking Congress to yeah. make congressional change. Yeah. Policy, you are going from a micro a, a micro necessity or need to a macro, like, yo, help yeah. the, like the whole, hey, I just got slapped, therefore bullying should be a crime. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, and I'm not, again, I hear you with the whole, hey, I'm, I'm glad you didn't get jumped every day. And the one time you got jumped, it was enough for you to go to Congress. At the same time, you're skipping, you're, you're passing, you're saying, excuse me, people who get, who have violence every day, excuse me, people who get shot by the police, excuse me, I got to get to the front of the line, and here we are. I just got slapped yesterday, and I just need change to happen. There's no communal conversation, like, hmm, I would like to, like, if the, it, it would have been a, and this is how, I'm not saying it would have been possible, but this would have been a game changer. Had the folks who marched, like, yo, we would like to join we would like Black Lives Matter to march with us. Yeah. Mm. Then it's like, oh, snap. Now we got everybody listening. Instead, it was so... They, they and I get it. In the moment it happened to you, it's your school, your friends, your life, your trauma. You're like, we need to go right now. Yeah. And they create change for us because it just this is crazy. And, and, I, and I think, you know, to, to that point, um, you know, and I do want to be fair um, and actually... Uh, friend, friend to the podcast, and also, uh, um, I guess, I guess, boss or at whatever, whatever the official title, supervisor at, at work, Selena uh, Wilson. You know, she, um, we, we started having this conversation. She sent me a link where, you know, some of the, a lot of the, not well, yeah, some of the leaders of the, the March for Our Lives. Um, campaign like the young people they have been vocal about they've been vocal about how the media has been marginalizing the voice of black folks who are saying these very things right and so i don't even necessarily want to paint it like they themselves are um trying to to kind of step on the the backs of their black peers. Um, but I do believe that, um, whether it's media, whether it is con, you know, the, the, the Congress, uh, people in Congress who are, um, who are taking up this issue, whether it is just general viewers who are choosing to dismiss the other narratives that are going on, the, the issues that, black folks are talking about specifically when it comes to guns are not being highlighted. Um, and that's not so much only because of the, the folks who are now organizing because again, like do I expect a 13 year old, you know, white boy from, you know, Wisconsin to be like, you know, black people been getting killed for years. We need to part. Like, no, I don't expect that. Right. Like now if his school is shot up, you might want to do something. Like I get it. Like I'm not, I'm not mad at that, but I do hold adults accountable who have known this stuff for years, who are in positions of power, who can make like change across 
who, who's the in charge of the importance meter? Like, yeah, like you, like you know these things, but you're only listening now because people who look like you are now closer to the the danger than they once were, right? Um, and so that's who I kind of hold accountable. But I say all of that to say, where I hold hip hop accountable is that Killer Mike is out here on the front lines, like, yo, I'm gonna push this agenda in whatever way I can, even if that means coming to the NRA, who he knows, and he said, like, you know, there's a lot of things he doesn't agree with them on. He's like, but I'm gonna use this platform to push my agenda and like to put our concerns out out there in front of everybody. Where's the rest of the hip hop community, right? Again, those young folks, you know, the, 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 I don't want to use him because we kind of beat him up last week, but the, I don't even know their names. So I can't really say nobody else. But anyway, the young folks, we, the mumble rappers and all that, who we talk about. If, if it is truly the fact that like they are just, you know, they probably more in alignment with the mass shooting students than they are, uh, you know, community violence folks. Um, the ones that buy CD. Yeah. yeah, like they not really going like they not really gonna say nothing. But again, um, everybody else, everybody else, while y'all not out there on the front lines like Killer Mike is, like where is people saying this? And like that's and again, that's where I wanna hold people accountable, but I also wanna be respectful of the fact that if you're coming from the place where it's like, I mean, yo, it's just killer be killed. Maybe you feel like you are having that. It's like, yo, I'm, I mean, I already made up my mind. Like, it's no, it's no conversation to be had. Like, I'm keeping my thing. I mean, like, there's no, I'm not going to have, I don't need to have any further conversation. I don't need to have any debate. I don't need to do anything because, I mean, I'm, I'm good. Like, I, I know where I stand. And so, you know, it's, it's complex, but I don't, but I say I, that's a very long-winded way of saying I don't think hip-hop is having a conversation as much as it should be. And I don't think that it's as nuanced as it could or should be. In every episode, we got to make our basketball analogy, NBA comparisons. <laughs> and the case, like we're saying why hip hop is not ready is because the, the, the rap that or the hip hop that's being televised are those who are not concerned about speaking on those issues, which is usually the root of hip hop we're going to talk about from when it started, but now we're in a stage where it's about getting your money. Just like it would be said with NBA players. Mm -hmm. So a lot of NBA players will not go on an interview mm -hmm. and speak about certain issues because it's going to mess up this endorsement. It's going to mess up that endorsement. In this case, the very same people, I'm sure a lot of the mumble rappers came from communities that this still goes on. Why? Because it goes on in our communities. Mm -hmm. Um, they're just not going to talk about it because of what they have going for them right now. Or you, you got real deep on the escapism part where, you know, they rather just party or, you know, do drugs or something like that in order to not have a conversation about it. It's almost like, uh, and, and this is, I wanted to make this comparison earlier when you brought up the escapism part is because, much of which hip hop was founded on was like, man, we know a lot of things going on in our community. Mm -hmm. We just trying to have a safe place to party yeah. and spend these records and just dance. Now, I think it's um, it's it's what it is now, but OD. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's it's definitely overkill right now as far as wanting to party to get away from the violence that we come from, mm -hmm. and that could be much of the reason why things won't be talked about. 
Um, we can probably say, but at the same time, yeah, back when it was happening then, we will go party, but then the, a lot of the rappers will then go out and talk about the issues that we're dealing with. Nowadays, we're not going to talk about televised, right? Televised rap. We're not going to talk about what's going on in communities. We're just going to continue to say, man, let's just go party to get away from. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of the people um, that are in the game now that's being shown where their heads are and they trying to keep their money right and just keep this partying going because, you know, I'm not trying to talk about it. I'm trying to get away from it, except we don't know what, we don't know what, what the older people in our generation did while partying. You know, we they still went out into the streets and spoke through a mic- megaphone. We're not doing that, you know, as far as our generation is concerned. I don't know if y'all got anything to add on that. Uh, go ahead, okay. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, very, very similar to your, so you bring up basketball. Um, Stefan Clark was just killed, mm-hmm. assassinated by police in Sacramento. And um, the Warriors, and so they people have been protesting the games. And the Warriors played them today. And so Matt Barnes, former, he's from Sacramento, former Warrior, former Sacramento King, uh, has been calling like, yo, y'all come out and we have a protest right before the game or whatever. It's very interesting to see. It'll be very interesting to see who comes out, who doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. But not just that. Just the idea, I think folks really feel like Dev just said, feel disconnected. Like my job, even though we don't want to, they don't want to be told to shut up and dribble, they feel like when it comes to stuff like this, I should be allowed to just be able to to dribble. Like I shouldn't be called to talk about every black person who gets killed by the police. I shouldn't be called to address every school shooting. That's not my job. I mean, I'm a basketball player. But then at times they want to, when, when comfortable or when convenient, okay, you know, I got to say something. I got to wear this shirt. I can't breathe. Um, You know, put on a hoodie or whatever. So I think the challenge is, you know, as a, as a person of color, you, you walk in your struggle all day, every day. You really don't get to put it down. And I think we've been misconstrued to believe, or there's a myth out there that says, Oh, well, once you get a bunch of money or once you like land and you get 11 degrees, (laughs) well, no one else will ever get 11 degrees, but if you get close, if you get close to landing and you're like, well, you know, life is good. Like, I don't, that's not my issue anymore. I live in the Oakland Hills. Um, I drive a nice car. I go on vacations every three or four months. Like I, 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 I don't connect with that Stefan Clark guy. I don't even know what his deal was. I, I don't know him. You know, that's not my, I'm in, a, I'm in a different place. You're never in a different place. You're always in the same place. You're just, your bank account might look different. Um, but bullets, you know, Spice One said that bullets don't have no, no heart, man. Like they, they, can, they can kill you too. And if not you, your son, your, your daughter, your neighbor, somebody who looks like you. So it's, it's, it's always going to be, it's going to be very, um, it's always going to be a tense conversation around who should be speaking as we've talked about at this round table 50 million times, who should be speaking and who actually will be speaking out of no, no disrespect to the J Coles, the Kendricks, the logics, the Nas's, the, even the Jay Z's, I respectfully um, salute his, um, his approach to, um, to addressing um, police violence prison industrial complex, um, all of that stuff. With that, I kind of got to hear somebody else though. You know what I mean? Like, and I got to hear somebody younger because 
I need to know that a 21 year old or a 19 year old sees this stuff the same. And it's like equally irritated, wants problem, you know, wants to see the problems resolved and possibly has, you know, has some solutions because what's going to happen is people like, you know, that, that sit in class with Landon on and myself on during the week, we can come up with the ideas and the folks can be like, that's still whack. Well, okay. Well, Mm -hmm. well, we asked you, you had the opportunity. And I mean, that's the beautiful part about hip hop. You don't have to have permission. You can say whatever you want, whenever you want to. There's no, there's no degree or there's no resume that's needed. We just gonna, we just gonna test whatever you say by meter of, does this dude know what he's talking about? Or is this dude talking nonsense? And, and I think, I mean, I think that's a, that's a good point too. Um, I think that's also where the struggle lies, right? Is we got to push young people to really confront these issues. Um, and I think part of the, like the, the way that the system is set up against us is it doesn't allow for a lot of times like folks in the community to stop and really try to analyze and think about like, Oh, like, well, how, how can I really go about changing this? Cause again, there is a difference between survival mode and always just being in survival mode. And when your private school gets shot up and you're like, and your whole world is turned upside down and you like, Oh, well I need to, all the stuff that like I was learning before about advocating for myself and like learning about how politics work and like all of these things, I can now put this into action and I know what to do. And I think that's where we don't, like, again, Blue Chicago is an example. Like, I, I seriously doubt Chief Keep had that, right? Like, Chief Keep is, and, and as much as I think Chief Keep would be like almost the perfect person to start mobilizing some stuff like in Chicago and like really galvanizing young folks who are in that life to like make those changes because nobody likes it. Like, even as much as they want to say, like, I, very rarely can I say, like, I'm, confident in like speaking in general terms but even if you say that yo i live for this that's because you don't know any other way like nobody likes being shot at or like you know like that's not something that you live like that's not what we've created to do right um or to be and so somebody like chief keith i think he would be able to like really spearhead some stuff and do the very same thing that like march for our lives did and galvanize people that way but I would be, and again, I, this is where I, I don't, I don't speak in absolutes. I try not to speak in absolutes, but I'm like 99.9% sure that the people who started March Our Lives lived a completely different life and, and existence than Chief Keefe did. Like I did. So I'm not even like, I'm not coming for them. There's nothing wrong, but like Chief Keefe lives a life, lived a life where I doubt he felt, he at least felt like he had the time to be like, yo, let me step back and analyze this one time. It's like, no, like if I step back and analyze this, my car might get shot up. Like I can't, I don't have time for that. And so if you don't, it makes it a lot more difficult for you to figure out strategically, like how am I going to make these changes as opposed to like, oh yeah, like we had one or two like horrible things happen and so now I feel like we got to like, we got to make something happen and you can feel comfortable in taking that time to actually do it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's, but, but again, that's not, 
that is not to say that there's an excuse nor, but I think that's where the, that's where I think, you know, like the work that we do is super important because we have to try to find a way to start pushing young people to do that more often, even when they may not either feel like, or may not literally have the time to like actually do what the young people in March Our Lives did and like finding ways to be able to make that happen. Um, and so that's, again, that's, so that's where I challenge hip hop. That's where I challenge the young folks of hip hop. Like that's where I challenge myself and others. But that's also where I think the struggle is, right? And I think it's important to kind of look at both of those. And it's funny, I want to get into, um, if hip hop were to talk about it, what, what would that look like? And then I've always said hip hop mm-hmm. is good question. Hip hop is is us is pe- the people. Yeah. So just how we can have split decisions, I think hip hop will have a split decision oh, well, I on think so. whether having guns mm-hmm. or whether having gun control. Um, a lot of people will fight for peace, <laughs> so they will say no guns, and a lot of people will be like, "No, nah, we we need protection out here, or else it, it'll be a mass a massacre." So um, and speaking on that. I definitely see that. Uh, I definitely see that hip hop would cause. I, I actually, you know, as we as we always would say, you know, we wish it would happen. We wish uh, a Vince Staples would come out and speak on something, and then you can have maybe like a Yachty come out and speak peace or something. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. Just because a lot of the, I feel like a lot of the younger generation rappers want peace because oh, they see so that you know they see so that too. the older generation tried to be more revolutionary, radical, and will quote-unquote use the word militia, militia, but it didn't work in a sense. And so they will want peace, but in not knowing how, how to package that into words, then they just escape with, you know, what's been out in the streets and all the trends right now anyway. And, you know, we all fall through a complex anyway, and I think just kind of going along with that, uh, just allowed, just kind of made them fall into the same group of whatever the trend is right now to escape. And yet, I guess when talking about it, like literally, I, if they still had the show, with, with, well, I just say with Joe Budden, they should have somebody get back on there that's young and, and try to talk about that. Like, I, I really like the idea, Mylon, that you said um, we should get somebody younger to speak about this. Like, no disrespect to Jay Z. J. Cole, Kendrick, but I really don't want to hear from them. You know, <laughs> we know what that was, we know what that will sound like. So to hear hip hop and voicing it, you know, what would that look like, y'all? Uh, I don't know if you got Miley got you got some thoughts on that right before we we wrap. Nah, I mean I think even just to just to, to kind of real quick, just to um, put some icing on uh, Deb's point, which is already icy. You know what I mean? Because he's in the street. But the, you know, not not even, I wouldn't even object to the young voice that might not have all the answers, but is, you know, has a little bit of a Daniel son, Luke Skywalker spirit about them. We're like, okay, you might not know it all, but if I'm telling you, will you listen? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's balance your thoughts with my wisdom, you know, kind of not saying that you need to change anything, but if you're like, yeah, you know, I think kids should be able to take guns to school so they can feel safe. Okay, well, hold on. Let me uh, <laughs> let me let me let me throw a little little uh, knowledge about how that happened in the past. And how, oh, okay, well, I didn't think about that. Okay, great. If you know, so the voice doesn't need to be, 
you know, Lupe Fiasco at 11. I mean, like, okay, it's not everybody do that, but if you can just throw some of your, be willing to share and be willing to um, learn while also leading, I take that, like you said, Deb, like I take that person sitting in on, um, in Joe Button's place on on a talk show or a podcast, even in my place, sitting here any any day, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just just being able to do both, but I I, I think that would be um, that'd be ideal, and I, I I pay good money to see it or you. Yeah, um, I mean, in terms of what it would look like, I I do think a platform like Everyday Struggle would be great. Honestly, I haven't watched it. Much. I didn't watch it much before, um, but I think it used to get a lot more uh, attention when Joe Budden was on here. I don't know if that's something that they still, like if they have been talking about that or whatever, but I think, I think platforms like that would be, um, would be at least a start to have a conversation going. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm not one to want to get wrapped up in just the combo and like just having the combo and like everybody's just talking. Like yeah. at some point, like we want to actually do something to like really make some change. Um, but I think as of right now, because we haven't really had time to really talk about it, um, I think, you know, I'm hoping that even us talking about it here might get other people to think about things differently or like, you know, if there's any educators figuring out how they can bring that to their young people or, um, you know, whatever, like, however, whatever that looks like. Um, and like maybe there, there are others who are talking about it, but like just starting to get, you know, some ideas swirling and then you know, maybe it is, you know, even if it is a Kendrick Lamar, like some of the same people that we have heard previously who are talking about maybe similar topics, maybe they haven't even addressed this specifically, but aren't necessarily scared to take on these topics. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're the ones that got to get the ball rolling, like, cool, by all means. But I do agree with y'all that, like, we need to start getting some some younger folks involved, too. So, um Again, whatever that looks like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think, but I do think a platform like uh, Everyday Struggle or something like that would be the first one to really get people to start just even being willing to have the conversation or listen in on those conversations. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, if somebody want to feel, if, if, if folks want to, you know, I'll do a, a crazy plug right here, but if like people really want to share this and get it out there so that if this is the is the platform to do it, like by yeah. all means, this is why we're here yeah. too, right? And so, um, you know, and, and if, if y'all want to take this and have some young people being around, say, I might actually, I might see it. Maybe some of our young people who went to the march would, would want to get on here. I don't know if they would or not, but I'll ask them. It might be, might be interesting to, to have them sit brainstorming down in the mist. Um, and do this as well. I mean, you know, we can't, we can't put it out there and then not try to do something ourselves. So I'll see. I can't guarantee that they want to, but I think just for the record, we, we have had young people on this podcast, but yeah, man, you know, we have, no, no, we have, but these will be even younger folks, by the way. Like, well, I mean, outside of Jack, like your, your Milan son has definitely been on here. It would be people about his age. We had some college students on here before, which was dope. That was actually probably one of the best podcasts I think we've done. Um, you know, so yeah, maybe doing something like that. Dang, yeah. To, all right. I'm we can make it happen. You know what I mean? So, um, anyway, that, that would be, that would be, uh, you know, starting having young folks you know, having that conversation. I know a lot of our young people started doing that um, before, but you know, that might be something I could set up. I could set up at, at the job and, and see if they would they would want to keep having that conversation too. So, um, anyway, that's. I don't know. Short answer: I don't know exactly what that would look like, but I think I mean, your suggestion of an everyday struggle would be would kind of be. Um, uh, a start. Um, so with that, uh, you know, we want to hear from y'all, of course. 
What are y'all thoughts about Killer Mike's comments, people's reactions? Do you think he still, regardless of the context and the background and all that, he still shouldn't have done it? He was still wrong. Do you just not agree with his stance? Um, you know, I know some people, and I'm, I'm probably in this boat a little bit, which is why I say I'm not 100% with Killer Mike. Like, there's a lot of stats that show, you know, the that you're more likely to get shot um, or shoot somebody in your home who's not an intruder than you are, like, if you don't have a weapon, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of, um, or, or out in the street, like you're more likely to shoot. A, I think that's what it is. Like you're more likely to shoot a family member or somebody who lives in the home um, than you are an intruder if you have like a gun in your home. So that's like another kind of nuance to this. Now, again, people might argue, well, no, that's why we also need training. I'm not just saying put guns in people's hands, but we need training, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the conversation is, whatever your thoughts are, you know, let us know um, when you go to any, uh, of the, the platform where you can listen to this. So whether that is on Podbean, you can go to hiphoproundtemple.podbean.com, comment there. Um, you can go to uh, iTunes and, and comment there. Um, just search Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast. And again, let us know what you think about Killer Mike's comments, what you think about hip hop stance in general, what you think about the young generation taking the stand or not taking the stand, whatever the case may be, what some things we didn't discuss um, in this um, as well. You can also email us again at hhrtpodcast at gmail.com. We love to be able to read comments from um, from uh, from listeners um, or family member podcast family members. So please be sure to do that. Um, you can also follow us Facebook uh, Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast or on Instagram at Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast. Um, so with that being said, all of that, y'all know how to get in touch with us. Um, any last minute thoughts and or shout outs, young Dev? Man, y'all give me every week on the shout outs. This, <laughs> this too, man. But I definitely, um, I want to shout out, and this, this, I want to shout out basically where, where hip hop is at right now for, for, for how long we've been doing this podcast and for how much we've been trying to, uh, you know, ask for a balance. Is, is just for the start of 2018, mm-hmm. all the albums and all the projects and all the songs, Roy stepping up. You feel Got me? another Roy, one coming Roy, in day too. Roy's stepping oh. up right now. And just seeing, you know, this balance or attempt at, you know, moving the balance meter take place is really a shout out to me right now. And, and the wishes we've been having for the last two years, I could say. Uh, so definitely shout out to that. Um, it, even if it's coming from older artists, I mean... <clears throat> They're way more seasoned and polished anyway and have a history and depth to hip-hop right now to even speak on the issues that are going on. We have new issues mm-hmm. going on right now and it, as, as the world spins and, and for them to give their light in the best hip-hop fashion, you know, the way it was uh, hip-hop was going in the 90s is different now. So to be able to, to portray a message in, in these times is just something different and new and enhanced maybe then we can say with internet involved as well. So it, we could definitely be turning some things around if we continue to use our platform to televise the part of hip hop that's, that's uh, being pushed under the rug, you know? So that would be my shout out. Sure. Mr. Drake. Uh, my shout out is uh, to the movie, Sorry to Bother You. I think I've already shouted it out before. Boots Riley from Of The Cool. Um, of Oakland, created a, um, directed, wrote a movie. It stars the the first brother that, to got, that got kidnapped in uh, Get Up, I mean Get Out. Um, mm-hmm. 
the very, when the movie first came on, it stars him and the sister in the movie. She was the lead in the movie um, Dear White People. Oh, right, 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 right. And, uh, <clears throat> it's actually going to be the show, the movie, right? The movie. The movie. Okay. okay. Um, so she is going to be in, uh, I mean, she, the movie is going to be at the San Francisco Film Festival, uh, April 12th at the Oakland, at the Grand Lake Theater. Uh, I'm hoping to get tickets and be able to support the brother. But yeah, that's just a big shout out, man. I just, I, I see this brother making moves and I know that, that, that Hollywood, Holly weird world is no joke. So mm-hmm. just, I just want to shout him out, man, you know, from, from hip hop to, um, to, to art. I mean, still a form of art, you know, so uh, we're looking forward to seeing it and possibly if all three of us get a chance to see it, to talk about it on a, on a, on a podcast coming near you. So, um, my two shout outs again, as I mentioned already, but I definitely do want to shout them out again, man. Our young people that went out to DC and um, met Congresswoman Barbara Lee and, um, you know, did the march and um, working on continuing to do some other stuff around, like trying to um, write some legislature or be involved in writing legislature and just having, from what I hear, some amazing conversations um, around ideas they had to, to make a difference. Um, all those types of things. I mean, I just, I really respect it. Um, these are folks anywhere from, I want to say, freshmen, from, from freshmen up to seniors in, in college. I mean, so seniors in high school. So freshmen, uh, high school students up to, to seniors in high school. Um, and so just to know that, again, man, some kids from East Oakland, some young people from East Oakland um, who are actually taking these issues that are, uh, bless you, who are, that, that are specific to them um, and like just be known, had, had to be known, um, I think was really important. Um, and like having the courage to like step out, they were actually talking to, I mean, they were talking to lawmakers, giving their thoughts and opinions on it, um, on the issue. So I, I really respect it. Um, the other shout out, uh, which I failed to do on the last podcast I meant to, or maybe the last couple we recorded, but, um, you know, as usual, we want to make sure that we shout out those, um, uh, folks who are listening and engaging, um, with us. And so, uh, Cameron Wayne, he, he hit us on, on Facebook at the beginning of this month. Um, we were literally recording on the last day of March, but he, he hit us at the beginning of this month, earlier in the, uh, in the month and said, you know, I've only been listening to a few, uh, a few episodes of the He's like, but y'all have me in the tank. Keep up the good work, man. Cameron, we just want to say welcome yeah. to the round table. Yeah, brother. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate the love. Um, and, you know, we just want to make sure that, uh, again, like y'all got any, anything y'all want us to talk about, any thoughts, whatever, like don't ever hesitate to hit us, but we appreciate it. We're glad that you at the round table along with everybody else. I think we hashtag you know, listen to the end because that's how you gonna understand that or see that we hashtag listen to the end. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag join the round table. Hashtag whatever else you you want to call it. Hashtag pull up a chair. You know what I mean? We yeah. we are we are here. We love it. Um, and again, this is all about conversation with y'all. So us just talking don't really mean much. The fact that we know people are listening is amazing, but. Um, we really want to want to have folks comment and get their their thoughts and opinions too. So wherever you're listening to this, like make sure you go to that comment section and, and let us know what your thoughts are. And again, it could be like y'all are crazy and don't know nothing. Like, <laughs> hey, school us, give us some game. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's uh, I think that's it. So we'll we'll wrap it here. 
Uh, we're going to push our chairs back from the round table, um, and then we'll highlight y'all on the next one. All right? Peace. Peace.